Hello and welcome back to Life Lessons. Today I'm joined by Duran Cartel, who is a close friend of mine and also an online fitness coach. But today we are not talking about fitness. Duran and his family are Kurdish slash Turkish, and he'll explain that. But he's just back from a second trip to Turkey to help with the aftermath of the earthquake that affected millions of people in Turkey and Syria. Dieran is passionate about helping people in all areas of life, and I think that'll come across in the podcast and also a little bit of an expletive warning because he does get quite passionate about things. Um, but we also talk about how our values have changed since we first met in Bali all those years ago. And we do tackle some controversial topics later on in the episode, but I think it is interesting to hear differing opinions. Myself and Dieran would have conflict of opinions in a respectful way in real life, and I think you will hear that throughout this episode. But now I have some great news. I am absolutely delighted to announce this episode is sponsored by Whoop. I have been holding out to work with a brand that I am passionate about, but also that I feel like you will benefit from. Whoop is a fitness wearable and companion app that specializes in breaking down your recovery, your sleep and your workouts, while also helping you manage your overall health and well-being. And the reason I started wearing Whoop again last year was because I felt like something was out of balance. I was training hard with jujitsu, but I couldn't analyze my training sessions because I couldn't wear anything on my wrist. I was also worried about my recovery. I thought I was sleeping well because I was in bed for eight hours, but Whoop gives you a recovery score out of 100. And the first thing I noticed was how much even one alcoholic drink had on my recovery. So it really helped me cut out the unnecessary drinking because I could actually see the effects of it. And anyone that knows me knows how much I value my sleep. So the Whoop Sleep Coach rules my life. <laughs> it advises the best time to go to bed, depending on whether you want to peak or just get by the next day. It can even gently wake you up with a haptic alarm on your wrist. I'll be speaking more about the benefits in the next episode. But if you would like to start tracking your health, wellness and fitness at a deeper level today, go to join.whoop.com forward slash Siobhan to get your first month free and a free Whoop, the Whoop 4.0. That's join.whoop.com forward slash Siobhan and I will have the link in the show notes. And thank you in advance for anyone who supports the sponsors of the show. Now I will leave you to enjoy this episode with Dieran Cartel. Dieran Cartel, welcome to Life Lessons. Are you finally telling everyone who the real daddy is? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, have you been planning this? <laughs> no, I haven't actually. <laughs> Oh, here we go. I'm, I'm here sorry, we I'm go. Sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry to the baby daddy. It was a joke. I do apologize. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I wouldn't like that joke. I am myself. not the father. <laughs> We'd like to confirm but those rumors. I've known you for a long time, so I'm sure. Yes. You know. And like that's what I nearly had to put up a warning on this. Like, we'll probably do a lot of slagging. I don't yeah. people probably think we hate each other with the way we actually converse. Yeah. Um, but there we yeah, are, we go way back. We do, yeah. yeah. 20... 2018. 2018, yeah. I always remember I asked you, you where to go in Bali. You slid into my DMs. <laughs> you slid into I my DMs. I was just looking for some advice on yeah, where yeah. to go in Bali, and which, you know, people still do that to me now. And I remember you saying, go to Changu. And I wrote that up on my whiteboard and yeah. spelled it completely wrong. And coincidentally, that's where my other friends are going to go to Wanderlust. And that's the, the only rest- time. That I corrected your spelling and I was probably right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah That's the only time. We let that fly. That's the only time. That's the only time. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I see your spelling and I just, we love you the way you are. Yeah, you know what? It's just one of them things where like, I feel like people that can't spell get so much shit, right? But like, I think the most important thing is getting a message across, right? And I feel like people that are, that work very like robotic are so like, specific and have a certain opinion about people that can and can't spell because they actually can't do anything else because they go by the rules and go by the book. 
Instead, of, I'm actually the complete opposite. So I don't care about that detail. I care about the message. Yeah. And, it was, and I mean? it's so frustrating when people come back with like a spelling error. You know, as a, you're, like, you're trying to get a point across and they're like, well, you didn't spell this right. And like, yeah. that's quite but you know frustrating. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people that also do send me a message, you can tell like the nice ones. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell like the ones that have been a bit bitchy. But also as well, like, it's not that I don't even care. It's like, yeah, being bilingual, do. like I'm, I'm, I am dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, sometimes, I, you know, when people are like, "Dude, what are you?" I'm like, I read a whole page and I don't get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if I was to talk to you about it, yeah, yeah, it goes in. You know, yeah, like, and that's what I've learned about from podcasting. It's like I just you learn so much from having conversations, right? Yeah. Um, and actually, just you mentioned Turkey there, and I just want to start with this because yeah. obviously, this is one of the main reasons. I was like teach me and I haven't even spoken to you about it like even we've been hanging out and I was like don't tell me keep it for the podcast because I want to hear it's going to be not the most happy topic but it's well I mean it's positive work of what you're doing but like it just it's the first time you know I was was, could be hormonal as well but I remember reading the paper and like like tears dropping on the page and feeling so helpless like you know and I was kind of thinking I was sitting there reading going like what can we do like everyone just wanted you know give money give money but you actually got on a plane with your dad and went out there. Yeah, so yeah. tell us even like your background and you know what what led up to this. Well obviously where it happened the main the main place where it happened is where my dad is from. My dad's village is 100 kilometers out from there. So you obviously How do you like, pronounce that? I had it written down. Uh, the place where it happened is Karhaman Marash. Yeah. And my dad's village is uh just part of Göksun, Göynük. That's what it's called. But like you have like cities and outside the those cities you have a lot of villages on main roads right literally by mountains like mm-hmm. literally shit that you would see from films and obviously when people want to make money they go into the closer cities you know so our villages have a lot of people that live in the cities and yeah. Karhamamarash is one of the closest cities because Istanbul is very far to where like my parents are f- like my, my dad is from anyway my mum's also from that region but a little bit further so from around there uh we literally that background is I'm Turkish, obviously, but technically Kurdish with a Turkish passport. Yeah. So when people ask me, "Then what are you? Are you Turkish or Kurdish?" I'm like, "Big man, I'm human." Yeah, yeah. So like, I love that. you can't actually have a Kurdish passport. There is Kurdistan, but my parents are actually from Turkey. But yeah, yeah. Even when I went to my village this last time, it was pretty cool. So apparently, in our village. In my uh, DNA test that I did, there was a bit of Armenian or something. So apparently there was Armenians uh, that passed through our village years ago. And I think Oslo actually attacked them and like kicked them out, I think, like hundreds of years ago. I actually read a book on recently called um, Prisoners of Geography. And I was learning about all that, like learning how there's such a big Kurdish stronghold in Turkey. And, you know, like there is that identity. Yeah. You know, it's it's complicated but it's, it's very uh, complicated yeah. and people sometimes don't realize like so like so for example if i'm here i'm turkish very oh he's from turkey i mean i'd be like north, yeah. north london north london <laughs> yeah whatever you you don't but you don't think like that but people some people go oh yeah he's turkish and then in turkey i'm kurdish okay yeah so yeah. like you do feel a bit lost sometimes you're like as a kid you're like well, what do you say yeah so it can be a little bit confusing not that i'm confused about my identity about who i am but when someone asks you where you're from, you know where you're from. But it's actually quite hard to explain to a lot of people. And what about the like the Turkish community here? Like I've, you've you've taken me, you know, to some Turkish restaurants, yeah. and you know, do you find is, is there kind of like that divide? You're not a divide, but so is there a different identities that here? I've took you to a majority of the Turkish places you say here are all Kurdish. Oh, okay, because the Kurds fled. 
Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're from Turkey. Yes. They were Kurds in Turkish, in, in Turkey, in villages in Turkey. Yeah. You get what I mean? I get you, yeah. So like my dad, he did his national service for Turkey. He was a commando for the military. So did all of his other friends. And then in the late 80s, 89, 89, they came over as political refugees. Because yeah. my dad was also, um, my dad is more popular than me at the minute. Everyone yeah. is like, he is my like, favorite where's your dad? Where's your dad? I'm like, <laughs> Don't tell Senna my dad that, but he's my favorite <laughs> he, he is. He's, he's, he's ledge. I learned a lot from my dad for sure. He was, um, he was also very left-wing as well. So growing up, he was fighting right-wing fascists as an 18-year-old. And he actually got locked up oh. in prison. He got arrested in school. They came to school and arrested him. And the police tortured him for a month Whoa. under a school. And Whoa. the way they tortured him was blindfolded them. Right, blindfolded him and his mates, make them lay on concrete with a bit of water and make them listen to their elders in their political gangs get tortured by police and make them think they're getting electrocuted because of the water. You understand? Oh my God. Yeah. So my dad went through that shit. So which is why when he And comes, he's still in good form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is this is the thing though. People yeah. like that appreciate life way more, not complain like us. Fucking weaklings. Oh, oh my latte is not warm enough. <laughs> fucking pussies. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what we turn into, you know? I know. Like, I mean, this is... Uh, like, looking at everything that happened in Turkey and everything... Or, like, all the stuff going on in the world. Like, I guess I've kind of taken more of an interest in geography and history and everything now. Yeah. And I feel like there is a very... I mean, I don't want to get too political about it, but, you know, it's this us and them. And yeah. I think, like, if we just... Like, what you said at the start, like, we're all human. And, yeah. you know, sometimes, like, when you look at everything that's happening in Turkey and Syria, you know, it can seem far removed because, you know, they have a completely different lifestyle to us. And oh, yeah. it can be like... Even when you're seeing numbers, like, there was... I was looking at... The, this is recorded mid-March, and it was up at 48,000... Fake. Fake. Really? Fake. Fake. Yeah. So I, I want to get onto that, but um, news. I want, but just my point is that like those numbers can seem <clears throat> like they're just numbers, and you know, it's when you it's when you need to get on a human level, and I think that's when I was reading those papers, and you're looking at you know parents dragging children out, and so talk to me about. I'll put it like this: what you just how, said. What, what happened humans, when you got there? Like people, like were they dragging kids and all that? I was seeing people dragging bodies out. I saw people carrying their family bodies because there's not enough people to help out. I saw boots of cars open with bodies, people driving their families to their village to bury them. I also saw lots of families. Like, imagine this, yeah, I heard one woman. One woman was, you have, Turkey's very, the buildings are very, uh, the apartments are very big. It's very compact. There's a lot of people in Turkey, you know. There's a lot of people in Turkey, and there's a lot of people that's not registered in Turkey. So if the stats say 90 million or whatever, fuck knows how many more there is, right? So imagine like streets of buildings and then you have the roads and then you have like a middle pavement bit, right? That mm -hmm. separate the roads. You have like families camping there, hoping their family members come out. So they're waiting there. So I remember I had this one like... That they come out of, sorry, the, the buildings out, that are... Under the building. Okay. So they're waiting for their are people to either help them pull the bodies out or praying that they're still alive under there. And I remember this one one day when I was there and I was walking past and this woman was like, she's calling out for her son and her eyes were gone. Like, she wasn't there. 
you know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, when you talk to someone, you're like, this something's not right with her. She's not okay. She wasn't there. And she was just screaming, like, why are you hiding from me? Why are you playing hide and seek? Like, for hours. And I was just, I was, I, that rocked me. I saw that mom, like, screaming like that. And I was like, it rocked me hard. I'm not going to lie. And she was helpless. Yeah. I felt, I felt helpless at one point. I was like, I went there, did what I could with um, buying stuff for people that need stuff and all of that stuff. But, like, you can't do much. Yeah. There's not much you can and, do. Yeah. And even even if you're there, I mean, you know, us sitting at home watching your stories, everyone just wanted to give money, but yeah. it's, you know, and even, you know, the newscast, everything was, you know, we were seeing it all, all over our screens for yeah. a certain amount of time. But what are we like? It's Is it even a month later? It's Yeah, it's like six yeah. weeks later. And I feel like it's just not, you're not hearing anything about it. And no. it's so sad because these, obviously, you know, deaths and everything, but then, Never mind, like the the displacement that's now happening, and then even what you said there, like the mental impact oh. this is going to have on people and millions of people. Millions, millions, millions. And even I was listening to some disaster specialists, like an earthquake specialist, and they said when it comes to disasters like this, apparently there was a study showing like after about eight weeks or something, it just completely dies down of people talking about it, yeah, and being all over the media. So like it does die down. So it's like most people do like, oh, I'll give money. I've done my job, which is fine. Like I understand. I'm not like I went there because it literally hit home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't go to Ukraine to help, did I? Like, so I, I understand people when they're like, you can't leave your home and like your family, and your kids and blah, blah, blah. But if you're Turkish and Kurdish and you're from London and you've got family members that are close to that region, you should be going and doing what you can. But I'm not expecting an Irish lass to go out there and do that. Do you know what I mean? I like, would if I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> no, no but, but honestly, that crossed my head. You know, when you're so upset and you're like, and feelings. And I'd say like a lot of people do feel like this is like completely helpless. You yeah. know, you're given money and you're, but like, th that's what I wonder. Like, what would, like, what did you do on the ground? Like, what do you okay. think, would more people going out there help? Okay. Because so, I presume there is a lot of help going out there. And Good question. Yeah. You, you, you like... I've got so many things to say now. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, um, okay, so the first thing is where people are giving their money, places like Red Cross, for example, these people don't know where their money's going, all right? These are, I'm talking about big, these, these big charities, right? They don't know where their money's going. I didn't see one Red Cross like staff out there. Do you know what? And I, this is just a playing devil's advocate here because I remember reading about this before because I used to be like, why are we, you know, you'd hear about these big charities with CEOs getting paid huge wages. Yeah. And then I, I can't remember what book it was, but it was, someone was, you know, saying, what about the fact that, or so they were saying like an example of a charity, like say, yeah. for example, you, you, you're probably an exception. You managed to obviously raise a lot of money, but say like someone went out with, you know, to earn or to, to raise money. Yeah. The, the argument is that a, a much bigger organization that's professionally run can raise a lot more money. No. Yeah, I just, I mean, just putting that to you. So you okay, so basically, what's going on is okay, the Turkish government's quite corrupt. Okay. People don't know this, right? To, like, Turkey's very corrupt. I mean, let's be honest, most governments are corrupt. It's just the Western ones do it way more snaky and way better than third world countries. Simple as that. Like, being a politician, you have to be some level of a fucking prick. Like, you have to. It's as simple as that. Like, you have to be somewhat sneaky to get stuff done. I'm not saying... The way, it, honestly, I don't know why... I, I mean, I look at politicians and the problems and I'm like, I don't know why would anyone would want to do it. Unless... I don't you have know, to like, be a wanker. So, no, but some, some people are, are, are trying to change the world. Like, some people are like, I want to get into politics to change 
But no, but people maybe, listen. Yeah, I mean, people, maybe that's there are different perceptions. You need to have a lot of power to change something, right? So, like, if you don't have any power going into something, you're just going to become sheep. Like, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? If you go into something without any power, it's going to be like Donald Trump. Yeah, no, let's he's got not, power. Yeah, but, no, no, like I'm, what I'm trying to say is, he's influence, he's power, he's money, he's resources, all of that stuff. He's stupid humor, whatever it was, got him to that place where he could make an impact. So if you're going in as someone that wants to change stuff... You don't get very far. Is that what you mean? Yeah. You don't get very far because you can't... You, you, can't, you can't fight the system. You're a part of the system. Like, yeah. Do you get what I mean? I, I do know. Like, and I, I don't know enough about politics to yeah. really... But I, I, I know that, yeah, there's definitely corrupt, yeah. corruption and... Uh, Keep in mind, I don't know a lot about politics, but I come from a family of political refugees. Okay, yeah, where yeah. as a kid you have to learn these things. You have yeah. to. You you see it. You see it. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of people giving their money to places like Red Cross are also linked with what Red Cross and big companies like that, big charities do is they link up with a Turkish charity. The Turkish charity is linked to the government. The government. This is what happened. You, this is crazy. There's earthquake tax in Turkey, right? So when earthquake happens, the taxes that were taken from, for earthquake is obviously given back with tents, this, that, whatever, to help out. So the government have tents and everything. The money people are sending from outside of Turkey are sending money to charities. The charities are spending that money on tents and things that the government are supposed to give for free from the earthquake tax that's been paid. Okay. So the government is making double the money in Turkey and the dickhead charities don't know where it's going because they're not connected like that in Turkey. Because, no offence, when you come from a Western world to somewhere like Turkey, you don't know how things are run. You can't trust people. People are hungry. Yeah. People are poor. When someone is poor, desperate and hungry, they will say anything and do anything. To like. So is the issue there that the... The, like so, the, the as you say, the charity in Turkey is buying the tents and everything. But the problem is, the government are supposed to be paying for that. The government, no, the government's supposed to be giving it for free from taxes yeah, that yeah. they've received. But the government are finding a great opportunity to go. Oh, these charities have got bare money to give us, so they selling it to the charities when it's supposed to be given for free anyway. Okay, it's already been paid, so the government's making double the cash. So the big charities don't have the connects and the intelligence to go go on the ground. And I'm sorry, but like fucking Susan that is from London or whatever, is going to go into somewhere like Turkey where my dad is from, she's not going to know how things are run. It's not possible, Susan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So like, so which is why I went, I sussed it out. There's one guy, Adam Whittington, Adam Whittington, Australian guy. He's got his own charity, which is Project Rescue Children. And I'll mention that here. He is on the ground. He's an Australian guy. He's on the ground. I see him filling up fucking vans. We did it together one day. He's giving that shit to kids. He's helping kids out. Mm. Helping out, making sure... Because one of the biggest issues with disasters like this is there's a lot of kids. There's something called... Same in Turkish. It's organ mafia. Organ mafia. Yeah, it's not. It's they kidnap kids. They cut them open and they sell their organs. This is the sort of risk that kids are at. Kids are also risk at being trafficked. So when something like this happens... From a disaster like this, there's a lot of kids on their own. There's a lot of kids without parents. The numbers are not certain. No one's registered properly. 
So when there's kids running around, all it takes is one gangster to go, whoop, pick you up. Come, I've got toys for you. Bang, gone. It's happening already. So people are not seeing this. The numbers that you're seeing, 40,000. Siobhan, there was 11 to 13,000 across the regions of like where the earthquakes happened. Have you seen how big the radius of the earthquake is like on a UK map? It's huge. Yeah. Huge. It's like half the country. So like that radius of where the earthquake happened, 11 to 13,000 apartments were down. I mean, Turks, we breed, innit? <laughs> so like, ima imagine if each apartment had eight. Eight. And buildings in Turkey, a lot of high-rises. And each family has two, three kids or whatever. It's a lot of numbers. So the numbers that you're seeing, minimum, I'm telling you, minimum, 100,000 people. Minimum. Yeah, I don't know how they track it. I mean, like, it can't be, there can't be any way to no, like, not, go not, around. They don't want it to look that bad to the outside. They don't want, the Turkish government wouldn't want them to look so unorganized and bad. The buildings that are knocked down, so what else happens? Oh, fucking hell, you open up a can of worms here, boy. <laughs> so what happens We will here? have lighter topics <laughs> at the end. Have, yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting, though. People no, it don't is. know this I mean, stuff, I'm, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, and obviously you're so passionate about it because you've been on the ground. I was there, yeah, I was there. So like, I know. You I went there twice as well. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, I went there twice, yeah. But like, put it like this. When the building gets built, it gets signed off, earthquake proof, whatever. People get paid under the table a lot just to tick it off, right? So what happens in poor areas, poor regions, right? People do anything for a bit of cash. I saw a thing, sorry to cut across, I saw a thing, a guy in Istanbul is like, his apartment is like, they have huge cracks in the walls. And I thought that was, I thought Istanbul was quite far from where it happened. And It is far. But like there's like the amount of buildings that are now at risk of collapsing so then even more people displaced. Yes. So there's also the buildings that have not knocked down but are high risk, right? Mm. So when the buildings were knocked down from the earthquake, uh, there was a lot of buildings found with, like thin steel, like, you know, like the main structure of like the framework of the building, steel, concrete on the outside and foam in the middle, not filled with concrete. Is that like to, to save cut money? Costs. Yeah. Yeah. Like people so need to be held responsible for that. So do you, exactly. And people are getting arrested now, but no one from the government in Turkey doesn't want the outside to like hear that. It will affect, it affects everything. Them being in the EU, this, that, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like okay, it affects yeah, everything. I was wondering what the motivation would be behind keeping the numbers. Again, in. again okay. I don't know the huge depth of that. Okay. That, but at the end of the day, like there is like a pretty solid dictator in charge that's been in power for years and years and years, and they hide anyone that's open-minded. Anyone that's got a lot of knowledge does get arrested. Or so you'll be okay. <laughs> I was like someone was because there was a lot of posts there was a lot of things I wanted to stay on my story but I couldn't I could like I had to be I had to be careful with what I say really? when I'm there yeah, yeah I'll get arrested hope they don't listen to this podcast yeah, I'll get arrested no it's fine it's fine I'll just tell them I've got an English passport in it <laughs> but like I'm not saying anything crazy but there's a lot of things that happen on ground there's a lot of things I think what people should be doing is be giving money to individuals that are actually on ground people like Adam because Project Rescue Children or myself I've raised over 110k. I'm not touching yeah. that yet. I mean, that you must feel a huge responsibility, like yeah. in terms of what to do next to make sure that it goes. Because I mean, for all those reasons, you want to make sure that people have given their money in a way that will help. 100k in two days. It was like 40 hours. Hit 100k. Yeah. Listen to this. I was in the car. I've, I've been in the car with my dad for five days. We've slept in the car. By the way, those areas where the earthquakes happened are fucking freezing. I saw that. Yeah, and Ooh. now, here's another thing for you that people should hear the reality of. The weather's getting better, warmer. So the bodies are starting to smell. 
the cities are starting to smell oh, from body. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like you don't hear this stuff on the news, but like it was it was mad. I'm not gonna lie. I'm seeing like kids going and opening up like uh, a white sheet to look at the body to go, is this mum or dad? No. Oh god. Is, yeah. Imagine a kid seeing that. I know. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, me and my dad were like, like, what can we do? I mean, what? I mean, even what that does for your even the other night when we were watching that thing and we heard, you know. 200 people dying and you're like it's I was like you feel yeah. so desensitized because you've seen such yeah. horror and yeah. death I mean, you don't get that much death in wars yeah like I'm sure at some point but like as in if I don't know I don't know how many people died in Ukraine when Russia I don't know do you know I what I mean don't have those figures but, but it's yeah it's definitely not those figures do you know what I mean I know that's I mean that's I think it's such a huge tra- and again like the amount of people that are even indirectly affected it's it's a huge thing. and I'll tell you one more thing, which people might find not interesting, but like stuff that's happening that, again, news and only, you know what? Just so you know, when stuff's going down, guys, this is the same with like when it comes to gossip, anything. You never truly know the truth until you're on ground or until you speak to someone that's actually experiencing whatever it is that they're experiencing, right? So even on ground, when I'm chatting to the locals, yeah, because we're interacting. You know what I'm like. I'm interacting with anyone, blah, blah, blah. And one of the locals was telling me, like, Darren, we, we took like we took some food and I was chatting to like an older lady. She's like, there's people, thieves, going around the buildings that have been knocked down, chopping limbs off dead bodies with gold chains, rings on their fingers. Oh God. Oh. Mad. It's a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to be a downer, but it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, no, I, don't I think be it a is. I think it's important not know, like. that. Yeah, that's. I mean, I wanted to have you on. I wanted to hear it in detail myself, and just to, to remind people that, you know, this is not over. You know, just because it's not. Yeah, it's not over. But this the second time I went round, we went to like a camp with loads of kids and stuff, and uh, I was like, I went in the menta- with there with the mentality of, I'm sure these kids are fucking sick of being sorry, feeling everyone feeling sorry for them. So uh, we took like toys, books. Adam was helping me out. He bring loads of books and all that stuff. So I was just having loads of fun with the kids. And it was, it was there's so many cute kids out there, I'm not going to lie. Like when you see the kids, that's when it ah, it's like, oh shit, this is shit. But even there, this time I went with there with the energy of kids were like, what you got there? And I'll be like, none of your business. I'm like just having fun with them. I'm like, oh, you got muscles. I'm like, yeah, bigger than Like just having fun with them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There I do. I'm big in Turkey, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was nice to see like kids smiling that, but a lot of them are gonna be living in tents for years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of so you're looking then to do something for the kids with the money. Yeah, I want to do something for the kids. Again, the people that we spoke to this second trip, there's no plan for the cities yet. Apparently they're moving the city to like a you know, like the plates that create the earthquake. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere where it's not on like those plates. Yeah. So until that's like... Whew, that's a huge... <laughs> That'll take hundreds well, of years to probably move a city. Mate, you... <laughs> yeah. Like, that city's done. Those yeah. cities are done. Done, like... City's done. I know footballers, friends of mine, that just made it out their house. A footballer, one of my friends, told me about his teammate. He crawled out. Yeah. Mad. Oh, God. Yeah, well, thank you for telling us all of that. That's all right. Um, On to better news, guys. Yeah, no, I, as I said, it's, I mean, that's what the podcast is about. It's about learning things. And I, I said a lot of people listening who didn't have, I mean, not that they didn't have a clue, obviously it was a lot, but then just to the mm. extent of it, just to be reminded. And we'll have links in the 
show notes to are you still raising money for your fund I am, or, or, I, yeah. am I am but I'm like, going to have linked to Adam's one as well yeah if you want I'm not even like forcing people to like send money I'm just like you know what if anything people should if there's an opportunity to help people that need help don't be selfish you know mm. we don't need that much in life you know and like yeah, we're we all really human. don't we're all human at Divi- the end of the day we're divided by imaginary lines exactly that people have created on purpose probably you know what I mean so like just be kind to people if you can help do your thing and also thank you to everyone that's donated just helped share my message as well yeah really appreciate it and yeah I hope, hope something good will come out it's, I, I don't know if you could tell but I'm I'm not that I'm trying not to think too deep into it I'm, I'm just gonna do what I can yeah, yeah. You're, what one, can. you're one person yeah I'm gonna do what I can innit so like and then if everyone does that with anyone not earthquake stuff just stuff in general then the world would be a better fucking place, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm helping you out, getting on your podcast, <laughs> by actually getting you a good sorry, guest. Sorry, sorry. Getting I, you a good guest. I'm pretty Who sure... you had before me? You've been on... I've been... You've asked me on your podcast three times. Yeah, because when people cancel, I need a cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was actually thinking back, because we did a podcast in Bali. I was your first guest. You were so... my first guest, yes. Desperate times, was it? There was no one else on the island. <laughs> there was no one else on the island. Um, yeah, so to, to lighten the mood, I want to yeah. talk about a couple of other things. Yeah, go for it. London life. So I think, well, I want to kind of talk about, obviously we met and spent a lot of time in Bali together. Yeah, yeah. You lived in my villa before you say it the other way around. I, I know did. you like to mess up that that nar- narrative. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I remember last year, like I was like, why aren't you just staying? And you're like, no, I'm... London, I'm a London boy. Yeah, I love yeah, London. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. And then now I'm like, here you I am. London? I get it. Yeah, yeah, London's good. Um, and so talk to me, what, like, obviously you like travelling, but what is it about London? Family, innit? Family's here. Mm. That's the main thing. That's the mm. main thing. And also London's one of those cities where like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who you're going to run into. You don't know what door's going to open. And I think if you're in like the sort of industry that we're in, I think it's full of opportunities. Definitely. And yeah. it's just energy. It's good energy, you know? There's yeah. a lot of good energy. It's like, when you go to, I'm also, I've also been raised in this. So when I go to somewhere quiet, it's quite hard for me. I like to dip my toe in there, in and out. But like, I like my London, I see as focus as routine. Yeah, that's one thing I've, like, you know, when we're in Bali, we're like sitting at the pool all day, saying we're, oh, we're working, but realistically, I'm just not as productive. I came to London and I got like a yeah. routine because, you know, you're not texting me going, okay, come, come yeah, hang by the pool. Exactly. <laughs> I'm actually just working. And this is the thing I have, same with like living in Bali permanently, as well as living in places like Australia permanently. Sun, good coffee, good looking women, good jobs minimum wage is pretty good are you saying this is a good thing or a bad thing no 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 no, no. I'm saying this is a good thing yeah but how are you expected to be motivated when everything's handed over to you on a fucking plate oh well I always what about Sydney I think Sydney like that would be you know you have to the the thing with Bali was that you know we didn't need to work that hard to have a good quality of life I think like in Sydney and in London you have to hustle to be able to afford to live what in Sydney well Sydney's expensive no no, I don't think so. I think Sydney's cheaper than London. Well, that's not that hard, but it is. I mean, I think to live, well, I don't know. I'm just looking at all my friends struggling to find somewhere to live. If you're a cleaner in Sydney, you're making like at least a thousand dollars a week. Minimum wage is what, $21, Yeah, so it's hard to compare with the different currency as well. But and, but if you're paying like $300, like Smith was paying, he was by Bondi Beach and he was paying fuck all. He was living with four other guys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's... I mean, I suppose you do London with, if you're living with four people in London, it'd you be a lot cheaper. Lon- but you don't get the sun, the beach, the yeah, this, the yeah, that, yeah. you know? But like, again, but the- one thing London is missing is water. <laughs> nah, then, but then it wouldn't be London. 
You know what well, I mean? Well, when I was like frying myself in 38 degrees and, yeah. and Clapham Common, I just I just would have loved a little dip. But, but don't you like the little grittiness of like <laughs> the, the like the core? I don't know. Just like there's more hunger here. There's a lot going on. Like I actually was surprised. Like how many people are out drinking every night? Like there's just, especially during the summer, like there's just really good buzz. But also that kind of, there's a routine. I mean, I think one of the big things I came to London for was jiu-jitsu. Like, I didn't even know who Roger Gracie was. I was just like, loving jiu-jitsu. And, <laughs> no, but now I do. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I was like, I like this sport. Where do you go? And I just basically followed you there. Yeah, and yeah. Ed was there as well. And uh, But that can I like meeting people through that. Like, I just I just loved my time in London. I get emotional like, thinking it's coming to an end. London, London is, I think, it's one of the best places to be for sure. But again, it's not for everyone. You know what I mean? Everyone lives like, London's very in your face. So I think obviously it, it depends on your lifestyle and like I, I think you know like I wouldn't want to stay here if I was having my baby here because yeah. be, you know I'd probably be living somewhere further out I'd be like, going to school See and, that's so funny I'll, I'm the opposite Yeah you have, yeah, but your family you're from London But I, not even for the family like me I would like one day hopefully if I, when I have a kid one day I'd be like yo go deal with that awkward social interaction <laughs> You think it'll build them character growing up I in think London? it'll build more character and resilience to like more problems you see more problems when a kid sees more problems, it's going to be better for him. Because yeah. then when they see more problems and if you can help that kid understand how to control their emotions in a problematic event, then when it comes to other other situations, they're going to be cool and composed. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to have those problems in any school. Any school, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. I, feel, I didn't realise, you know, Clapham or where I am, like it's very... Fancy area. I didn't really realise until, well, until I'm I took looking you to Harringay. <laughs> <laughs> until I took you to Harringay for Turkish food. Um, yeah, no, I, I, so yeah, I'm going back to Dublin. But talk to me about your time in Bali. So, I mean, a lot of people Which listen. One? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Uh, so, I mean, do, have you did you notice when you were back last time a lot of changes? I just know a lot of people yeah, who follow yeah. me are really interested in Bali, and I feel like almost I've I feel bad because I keep comparing it to 2018, and I was saying this to yeah. Steph on the last podcast. You know, like I and she's like she she goes to somewhere new, and she hates when she's enjoying somewhere and people are there going, do you know what? It used to be better, um, yeah. and that's what I feel. I feel bad that I am nearly saying that, but did you know? Do you notice a big like you were there in what 20? 2018 first. 20, beginning of 2018, very beginning yeah. of 2018. Yeah, you were there first. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were there most recently in 2022. Yes. Just last, after, yeah. yeah, borders were open. Yeah, just went there straight away. Yeah. How did you find it? It was good. I think it was, the, the thing is, when I first went to Bali, I was in a weird place, innit? I was pretty much running away from Australia. I wanted to get out of Australia as soon as I could, as soon as I could go home uh, eventually to London, wait for the weather to get better in London and slowly kind of, creep across while I went online me and Smith did that together that's when we pretty much went wild and like social media started popping for us and um, I had the best fucking time but I had the best fucking time because I think it was also a part of my life where I was going through a lot of things that I needed to figure out which is why it seems like probably the best time of my life mm -hmm. potentially so I always have that connection to Bali and I think anyone that has any experience like the one that I had would have that connection with any city, any place, any person, any other location, right? Yeah. So that's why I've got a mad connection to it. It's where I started doing jujitsu properly. It's where I started doing Thai boxing properly. It's where I met a lot of friends and experienced a lot of things and learned a lot about myself. So I've always got that connection to Bali. Now, I feel like I was there at a very good time because now it is getting quite busy. So when I went last time, because I've been now, fuck knows, five, six times, seven times, and every time I've gone, I've done two, three months, four months, whatever. It's It's becoming more and more like you just see new buildings everywhere and mm. it's crazy and i'm like oh man it's great that they've got this restaurant here but i, I like 
I just loved my time there with my shitty small suitcase and a shitty backpack, flip flops on a moped. Yeah, because we're, we're changing a lot as well. You know, like I look at, you Getting know, older. yeah, you know, like when you, you I only saw the video yesterday of you and Smith staying in the same room yeah. and now this time you're renting fancy villas with a pool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've yeah, changed. I was broke then. I had no money. I had nothing. I was like, I had a business I, like in Australia that I completely let go and I'm trying to like chase this online dream like completely on my own like trying to build a fucking business and that's why it was exciting like it was scary you don't know what the fuck you're going into yeah. you know and like yeah I miss that sometimes and I was chatting to Smith about it the other day like me and him have gone through a lot together that's why me and him have like we'll always have this connection do you know what I mean so anyone that asks me I'm like you don't know Smith Talking about James Smith yeah, 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 in case yeah, anyone yeah, doesn't like, know. You don't know James Smith like I know James Smith and no one probably knows Darren Cartel like he knows Darren Cartel yeah. because I always compare it to me and Sinead as well. Yeah. We've gone, like it was a very similar journey. Yeah, like we're in Thailand together Yeah, going you're like through. travel companion you're, you know, um, there's like a saying in Turkish like Yoldash, my dad said it to me it's like you'll you have friends and stuff but there's there's like a person that you've grown with or traveled with, you know, yeah. you've gone on a journey with that person and it's a different sort of connection, you know? Yeah. So I will, I will always, even if I hate Smith at the age of fucking 50, Smith's turned into a fucking prick. I'll still remember those days and feel like that was unbelievable. <laughs> like we send each other photos and videos sometimes and go, fuck, you know, that's crazy. Imagine saying that. Remember what happened that night? Imagine telling that story to you. Yeah, that's kid. not on the internet. <laughs> no, no. If I, could, if I could talk, well. Well, I don't care. Say what you want. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> See, you trust me enough to know that I won't. I trust you. But yeah, I, I don't care. Anyone can say anything. Listen, I did everything. And everything, because when I got to this age and as I'm getting older, I never wanted to, I don't want to live a life where I'm going to, I wish I did this. Yeah, yeah. And anything that I wanted to do, I fucking did it. Yeah. I did it. I mean, I we've talked about, about no that one. recently about, and I suppose it is just, you know, uh, it's getting older. Yeah. But, you know, we were talking about, you're just kind of ready to settle down. And this is what happens in your 30s, isn't it? But, you yeah. know, we, I think we both are a bit like, oh, freedom, freedom, freedom. And, you know, yeah. living the high life. And But I think we're both like, values are changing now. You don't care as much. Like, you got rid of the Range Rover. Well, yeah. not by choice. So. Oh, yeah, it got stolen. Yeah, <laughs> but got you didn't, stolen. you didn't, you're... you're no, I didn't care. You're kind of like, care. you don't care as much about the, the flashy things that we... No, no, not at all. The there is that things. temptation. There is that temptation online to kind of be like, to show you're successful. Yeah, you know, whereas... And that, I always thought it was such a contrast from Bali. Like, when you're living in Bali, you're like, okay, just going around in flip-flops and driving yeah. mopeds. And, you know, I used to look at people with their fancy cars and be like, what's the point? Yeah. But then I think, I do think city life kind of draws you in a little bit more. You know, yeah. you, it's it's kind of like you want to, you're seeing everyone else around you. And go, who oh. you're with. Yeah, yeah. And I think it actually takes a quite a strong person to not, yes. to not do that. Like I, I, you know, like I look at like this stupid Gucci bag, you know, yeah. and I'm like, what? Word. Yeah, I know. Like what a wrong, but you know, like that's a moment of me. I think it's a moment of weakness rather than, you know, it's a, a, of showing, oh, look what I can afford. You know, I think a smarter and more successful person is someone who will take that money and do something smarter with it. Uh, yeah, I'll be really <laughs> honest about this. I come, like, I come from a place, like, where what I had in my bank account at a point, it's not, don't get me wrong, it's not a lot of money, a lot of money, but it was a lot of money to me. Yeah. When I saw, like, that bit of cash in my business account, I come from a very poor background. I come from a council estate. Mum and dad, like, we had the bailiffs at our door a lot. Do you know what I mean? People coming to take our fucking TV because we couldn't pay a bill, right? So like, or people trying to take my dad's car because we couldn't pay something, right? And like, what a, I come what from a that, contrast now! Like, take yeah. the Range Rover, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I I come from that, right? So when you get cash 
or like resources or like that sort of energy given to you after a lot of hard work. When you're, let's say, hood rich, you don't know what to do with that money. It's energy that you need to take out. Like, but how? When I think about it now, like now I've hired a project manager. I've got this, I've got that. If I did that then, I would have, my business would be way bigger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. But like, you don't know that then. I don't know what to fucking do. It, everything, everything, it was like, not walking around with a chip on my shoulder, but it was like two GCSEs, bruv. One of them's, one of them, one of them was Turkish and the other <laughs> one's maths. Nice. Go prove to your fucking teachers and all the people that doubted you, you can do this, you can do that. And all the things that I bought materialistic stuff, honestly, it was more the, you did this. I went in, like, I've got that same Gucci bag, right? I've used it twice. So you keep saying, I've never seen it because he claims I copied him, yeah, but like yeah. I had never I seen it you with it. I bought it in Australia after I came out. And honest to God, me and Smith were driving, we were on tour, we were driving past Brisbane, right? And we were like, let's go to Gucci. We're in flip-flop shorts and vests. Like, we look homeless. Let's go into fucking Gucci and buy something. Honest to God. It's got nothing to do with the fucking thing. It's just that that experience yeah, with your best friend yeah. after you've shared a hostel together for three, four months with no cash to go in. I walked in there looking homeless. I was like, they're like, what do you want to buy? I said, I don't know. I want to buy a sign expensive, you know, because I've never done that before. I was like, I've never done that before. I want to know what it feels like, you know. I walked in and I was like, they gave us like a glass of champagne and we're like, raw, what the fuck is going on there? This is crazy. I was like, let me try that bag on. I couldn't even fit my laptop in it properly. I bought it, I bought it on a bit of a whim and then I spent the whole day panicking because I was like, I actually, I didn't check if the laptop fits. Yeah, it yeah, does, it does. Yeah. <laughs> but like, even like now, like it was honesty to just be like, oh, dear, you know what? You accomplished that, well done. And I feel like if I didn't do any of that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been in this place where I am now where I really don't care about much. Yeah. I just want... I just want freedom in a sense of financial freedom, freedom in my headspace to not only help myself, my clients, giving a an, like an amazing fucking service to my clients, making sure they're happy. And most importantly, I just want to have good times with my family and friends. Yeah, like, and that's honestly, definitely the way I've approached it as well. Like, like I, I say we could have done smarter things with money, but I've been really like in the YOLO mindset. So, you know, spending all my money on like family holidays, on flights, on bags. And I, sometimes I think I've been really stupid with my money. Like I think, you know, I, I, I always say it was... I knew it wasn't going to keep, you know, this is like, my financial advisor told me to like, pretend you're a soccer player in that, like, you're only going to make, you know, money for a short amount of time and that you should be investing it. But I kind of went around spending money like a soccer player, you know, whereas I didn't actually do much investing or anything. But again, I look back and my dad even, we had a, it was like the 10 year anniversary. My dad, he had a brain hemorrhage 10 years ago and very nearly died on the spot. And we, like, it was so lucky like it was so small such a small chance of him surviving but you know he just said something really nice and he's like the amount of memories we've made in the last 10 years and it's like that's just that's priceless 100%. I remember bringing them to the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix like seeing my dad stand there in his Ferrari gear with his camera like just shouting for Ferrari I was just I just had this moment I was like this is what it's all about like I'm so lucky to have a good family and to be able to do that for and like I you know if you know if it all goes I don't mind I have my family I've got my... 100%. And anyone that's listening to this, like everyone can create this. There will, there will definitely be people listening to this and be like, um, oh, easy for you guys to say or easy for you to say, easy for this, easy for that. And my advice to those people would be, stop fucking complaining. <laughs> and, I don't, no, I, like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't, I would say a little bit nicer. I'd be like, practice no, gratitude. I'm, I'm actually sick no, of no, feeling no, sorry guess, for people. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people like come with this energy where, you know, when you chat to some people and they're like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm fucking great, bruv. I'm having a great day. 
And you know when like, you know what? I've had a shit day. You know what? I don't care, bruv, because I'm going to tell you how I feel. I, I can't stand people when they hold back on how they feel because the person across them was potentially had a bad day or they hate their job and whatever. Be positive about your day. Tell them how you really feel about your fucking day. And it might inspire that person to be a better individual to achieve other things. Obviously, not everyone has opportunities, blah, blah, blah. But if you are in Western society, if you live in England, America, Australia, where you have a million fucking opportunities, you have a lot, a lot of options to be successful in anything that you do. You know? Yeah, I know that comes back to what I was saying there about, I, I do think it's every, like happiness comes from practicing gratitude, which is basically just appreciating what you have initially because, yeah, it changes your mindset then. Yeah. Um, now, I, it's, it's, there's an argument, there's a counter argument to everything about, you know, obviously some people do have, are going through shit things and you're allowed yeah. to feel your emotions and all that. But I, I get completely understand what you're saying. Like if you appreciate what you have rather than, yeah. you know, looking at other people with envy or jealousy, yeah. you know, look at it as like, wow, they're doing well. But who doesn't go through shit? Like, yeah, yeah. this is the other thing. Everyone goes through fucking shit, bruv. Like, everyone's always like, I'm just, I'm so sick of people being so fucking complaining about every fucking thing. Like, is get that, up and do something. Is that you complaining? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm happy. I'm good. But like, I talk to a lot of people. I get a lot of inboxes. I get a lot of people with a lot of opportunities complaining about a lot of things in their life. When, especially when it's things that you can take action on. Like, if you can, if you can take action on something and you're complaining... If you spend that energy trying to take fucking action on something, then your problem would go away. Yeah. I've done this. I've done this. I've stopped and checked myself. My cousins, my dad's checked me. My cousin checked me. He goes, oh, Darren, what, you're slowing down now because you've got a fucking Range Rover. My cousin checked me like this. He's like, he goes, "What? you just called me up and said you're tired, but an event in Dubai is flying you business class and you're complaining. I was like, raw, I sound like a dickhead. And I was like, he's right. And again, from my point of view, I, I don't, I was like, let's journal. Cause like, and it's funny, like journaling is, it's similar, right? You're yeah. writing, you write down something. You'd be like, oh, I'm so tired on my business class flight. And they, when you write that down, it's a, it's a check. You're like. You sound like such guns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are. Um, no, but, I, I, but I, I always say that to everyone, you know, like it's about taking action. It's, it's, it's assessing where you are, practicing, like can I, it's either acceptance of a situation or it's, can I change? Can I can I change this situation? And if you, there is action to take, then you do 100%. it. And if there isn't an action, then you kind of have to practice acceptance around it. And just, you know, like writing things down makes such a difference because you can ask yourself, is this true? You know, yeah. like, am I am I stuck or am I in a bad position or is it? And if it is, it's like, okay, you're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be like, this yeah. is a shit situation. But if there is action there to take, you need to kind of drill down and find it and take it. 100%. You look at the problem, you look at the obstacle, you, you do an attack of a plan to the obstacle. You overcome the obstacle towards your goal. It's not that difficult. Now, the obstacle can be quite complicated, potentially, but there's always a way around it. And you should take that obstacle. You should take the harder route, the longer route. And you'll, but even me right now, I still don't believe I've really achieved anything big, right? I've gained followers. I'm doing okay. I've got a roof over my head, put petrol in my car, can buy my family dinner, whatever. But I still don't think I've had that wow moment yet. All right. I've supported my best friend on his tour. I've spoke at the Apollo. I've done a world tour with him. I've done loads of things with Paula Lima. I've done loads of things with my footballer mates and this and that. And I've achieved things as well. But in my head, I'm still like, remember, remember the goal. Remember why you started this. Don't slow down. 
So like, no matter what point you are at of your, whatever that journey is, like you shouldn't, number one, don't compare to anyone else's. You should just keep going and focus on your own one because when you're focused on other people's shit so much, you're, you get held yeah. back. And do you, you know what that actually is? That, it's funny because like, we've only got a couple of minutes left and I really... You can go over, don't worry. Hector's <laughs> in there recording. Don't worry, Hector, we can go, you go over. <laughs> um, no, but what you said there, and I think it really relates well, is to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh. You know, it's about, it's, you know, being on your own thing, progressing, you know, not getting complacent. No, exactly. Focusing on yourself, not comparing to others. So why didn't you tell me about BJJ when we were in Bali? You told me to do Thai boxing. James told me to do BJJ and I did Thai boxing for about two years. When well, I, oh, I, could, I could have my purple belt by now if I had just started earlier. That day when you first went, James might have invited you, but James invites... James would invite you because he's good at that or at that point he was better he's like come, come Yeah, here. I always saw you as the, t as the person doing Muay Thai and James doing Jiu Jitsu and then when I was like I don't I didn't know you I didn't know you It's like you kept it on the on the quiet No I, I just didn't I don't <laughs> Did you prefer Muay Thai for a while? No I, I, There's just some things I don't shout about I don't talk about Jiu Jitsu For example You won't see me Talking about Jiu Jitsu in detail Until I know I'm good But we've already heard you talk about it No no but you, But you're you good won't, now. But you won't I won't I won't drag you in there In a way where like I will just show you I'm doing it Yeah I mean I, 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 interest, I love it You know I, But I, I Well it's been so long um, But I also love Thai boxing as well So I like both I like I like Martial arts in general yeah, yeah. But I love I love dancing in it So like When you're Thai boxing It's like The rhythm of everything Is nice Exactly well, I'm, I'm a bit stiff I'm You're I? a bit robot <laughs> It's alright How have you found Like I, I went When I go from Like think about my old training Like just going to the gym yeah. Lifting weights Now I only go lift weights so that I get better at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's completely changed my attitude to my body, to my diet, to everything. Yeah. And that's why I think I'm so passionate about it. I mean, even just the the mental challenge of jiu-jitsu. Like it is... That's what it is. Really, it's a, yeah. obviously a physical and mental challenge, but going in there, getting beaten up and then showing up again. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. I like, Yeah, so I would advise... It grounds um, you a lot. It grounds people a lot, innit? Yeah, but I think it, I think it because you apply it to life, like what you were saying there is like it's it and I think that's one of the reasons I talked about on the podcast before was about moving back to London. It's like I, I needed that challenge. Like life was a bit too comfortable. Yeah. yeah. It's like I need to feel like I'm being challenged, making progress, focusing on myself. Yeah. Um so I'm I knew that when we were talking anyway in Bali. I was like, I just in my head I was like, I know what Sean's gonna do, bro. Everything you said I was in my head, I was like you don't want this. You don't want to sell that. No, she wants that. She wants that. <laughs> I know. Like when that. I when I was uh, when I was told you I was pregnant, I was waiting for you to go. Like I told you, you wanted kids. <laughs> and I was like, I I used to not, but now I do. I I don't think, and people would be like, Darren, shut the fuck up. But I don't give a fuck. What other purpose is there in life if you're not breeding? What? Like what is there? Tell me. Someone tell me what what's the, what is the purpose? You do things until you're 30, 35, 40. I've just turned thirty-one, but. I still haven't completed what I want to do. But like, when you get to that point of say 40, 50, whatever, and you're like, bro, I did well, I'm good. I'm happy with what I achieved or I'm happy with the life that I lived. What then you're going to look for someone to have a kid with? What then you want to have a kid while you're... The Come thing on. is, it's very different for men because you can be a woman and, you know, you say like, what is the purpose in life beside breathing? But, pe you know, people want to have careers. People find purpose. Now not they in raise careers. I don't know. I mean, I know, and I know what your point is and there, like, there are statistics showing, but... Go for it. I like this <laughs> argument. I, I know, but I mean, I don't think you look at it. I mean... I didn't want kids and I think I, I would have been happy. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know what if I would have been happy in 10 years, but I knew that I wasn't going to 
force myself to have a child. Like, if you said to me two years ago, I would have been like, no, I don't want kids. Can I say something there? But then I, I did change my mind. But I think what you're saying there is like putting a purpose on everyone. And I just don't, th- I think everyone's different. True. Like, I, for you, I can see it's your purpose. True. But like, see, when when you were telling me all that stuff and if you, like, I know, obviously, I don't, I know you quite well. We've spoke, we've had a lot of that where we spoke, we've hung out and you've seen, you've seen probably every side of me <laughs> and I've seen lots of sides of you. But like, even when you say you don't know if you would have been or wouldn't have been happy, I knew the answer to that. And let me tell you why. Okay. And this is strictly coming from someone that's traveled a lot and someone that is from a complete different culture. All right. And what I've seen in Western society and the third world countries that I've traveled to, you're seeing a lot of people hustling for success, whatever that is, whether that's money, whether that's followers, whether that's materialistic things, whether that's, I don't know, whatever it is, right? You see people fighting for that in the Western world way more than places like Turkey. You see people where I've seen, like, especially in my dad's village, they're happy farming. They're happy looking at the mountains. They're happy having cheese and bread. And like some meat for dinner with, without chasing anything. It's weird and they're so much happier. And it's like this world, the Western world has made us think that we have to chase this. And I think that's almost taking us away from, obviously we evolve, right? We change, like the world changes, but it almost takes us so far away from like kind of what we're made to do. Yeah, to like... no, there's definitely an argument for that. You know, like the women are most fertile like in their 20s and the problem is, yeah, we are putting, there is a lot of focus in the Western world on having a career and having, yeah. you know, money, status, everything. And that is driving, you know, realistically for a professional female, it's hard to grow in your career and take time off to have of course. kids. Yeah. So, I mean, but I think, but I, my point is that, yeah, I completely agree that, you know, it, our values are pushing people away from the family life. Yeah. From, you know, very, I suppose, tra- traditional, and I'm using air quotes there, family life of yeah. like olden times or even different cultures. But I think you need to acknowledge that also there are a lot of women who just don't value having kids. Like, And it's not that their values are wrong. They're just different. How many women do you know that don't value kids? How many? Yeah, no, it's a small percentage. How many? Do you know? Name me one. What? Name a woman? Yeah, name a woman I'm not going to name someone on my podcast. That <laughs> Okay, but do you know someone, like a name that you can tell me after? Do you yeah. know a few? Yeah. How many? So there's a statistic, the statistic now that I've seen on Chris Williams' podcast is 80% of women who are childless is not by choice. And I think that is a sad, so basically, oh, shit. yeah, okay. which is a sad yeah. statistic, you know, but, but that means there are 20% who are childless by choice. And that's, mm. I think that's what we need to be careful that we're not like telling people that they should have kids no matter what, even if they think they don't. I think, okay, I'm just throwing this out there, thinking out loud. The 80% that says they want kids, I think it's a very certain like answer. Like, I want kids. Like, I don't think you can really stutter about that. Yeah, and obviously we don't know what way this was, like where the statistic was coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just talking before anyone clips us and goes, oh my God, it's wrong statistic. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) She's like, beep, beep, beep. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it's going to be, it's it's okay. I'm going to, there's a trigger warning going on. Yeah, but these are the podcasts that are the good and real ones, you know what I mean? All this bullshit, like where did it all start? Um, But like, that 20% that you're talking about, I would love to know how certain they are. Yeah, no, like I you know would, I mean? you know, I, I see, I keep saying, if you talked to me a year ago, I would have said yeah. I was certain. Yeah. No, and even that, no, I still had, I think, I think I'm never certain about anything. So that's the thing. I think I, seeing how much I've changed over the years, I was like certain at that moment, but also very aware that I could change my values. And it's just unfortunate for women that the timing 
yeah. runs out. So I had, I had even last year when I was like, I don't want kids. And my friends like, maybe you should freeze your eggs. And I was like, yeah, maybe I will. Even though like I had yeah. no intention, but I wanted to because I was aware that I could change my mind and I didn't want to have to change my mind and not then have the choice. And that's what that statistic is kind of upsetting about because it's mm. so many people wanted kids that didn't get to have them. And for, for different reasons, obviously, but one of the reasons is, I would say, because of chasing the careers. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's just... I don't know what the solution is. Like you can't tell women don't have careers. You can't, like yeah. it's. I I don't know what the solution is, and I just think it is. So I I don't know. I I, it's it's an interesting spend, conversation. People should spend more time like focusing on what makes them happy instead of focusing on what they think they need by others. You get what I'm trying yeah, to say? So yeah. like we don't because you do that when you're young, you know. And the sad thing is, like, listen, I went out. I didn't really drink. Until I was 25. All right, after 25 to about now, I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. But until 25, I wasn't drinking much. I still don't. Yeah, I, still <laughs> I always don't like drink you. Much. But like the truth is, and people can take this who I want, and I'm not being judgmental. I'm not being judgmental. But if you're fucking drinking from 18 to 25 every fucking weekend, how the fuck do you expect to achieve anything? That's the first thing. Uh, I drank every single weekend. Okay. okay. And, and, and weekday. I'm talking about, I'm talking about a lot of people. How many people, how many people do you know that are like you? Uh, everyone in Ireland. <laughs> Do you, you know have, you, I mean? have you seen colleges in Ireland? <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But like, how many? Like, what I'm saying is, no, I did scrape through my degree. I probably would be more successful if I. Okay, hadn't. but like, what? But not with degree. But I'm just saying, it might not be degree, but it might be knowing what makes you happy, whatever that is. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, what we're what what we're like. I know you, you you love and hate these conversations with me because you're like, what the fuck is Darren going to say on my podcast? <laughs> I this mean, is why it's great. This is why it's great. That's why, No, I said, I mean, one of the reasons for this podcast, I want to have like conversations with like yeah, differing yeah. opinions. What I'm trying to say here is like, obviously have fun. Do your thing. But like when people live for the weekend or just live for that, when there's nothing else happening in the background or working on their self, whether this is why training and doing a sport is great because it helps you think of those things that would make you happy. Whereas if you're doing something you don't like and then on the weekend or every night, whatever it is, there's a whole drinking culture of you're completely numbing your brain and every thought that you have where you could potentially work on what could make you happy. Yeah, no, definitely. That was me in my 20s. You know, like I was working in a job I didn't really like then just drinking all weekend. And it was a, it was a cycle. Like, and yeah. it was only when I stopped drinking so much and actually you know, started training, you know, and yeah. like putting, you know, working on something for myself. I just got a new view on life. And because yeah. you don't have the time. You're chasing success. You're chasing your studies. You're chasing money. You're chasing um, social media posts. You're chasing this. You're chasing that. And then sometimes you realize things a little bit later than you could have maybe five years ago. Just throwing it out there. But like, this is why when it comes to like careers and stuff with women, it's shit. Yeah. There's no way in hell that we can have the same job you decide to have a child and then you're out. For how long? How long are you out for? I don't know. I actually don't know. Maternity, I don't know. Like nine months, let's say. Yeah. I'm nine months ahead. I know. Like it's, that. it's Like that. No hormonal issues either. I know. I'm, I'm nine months ahead. I know. Women are at a back foot, I think. They are. In terms of like opportunities because of their... Yeah. Like, we have to deal with hormones every month. We have to deal with feeling 100%. weak, feeling upset, feeling all these different things. But then we also have, like, there's also other times of the month where we feel amazing and strong and yes, achieving. Of course, of so course, it's yeah. an up and down where men just have this one level. Yeah. Um, Which is why I tell men, like, stop fucking complaining, bruv. Just bang protein and bang weights, innit? <laughs> like, when it comes to, like, fitness things or, like... It's so complicated. It's a lot more complicated it's for way women. More, like, yeah. It's way more complicated. Not only that, but, like, 
listen, I've got a mum and a sister, innit? I respect women like no tomorrow, right? This is why I'm so I'm so comfortable talking about this topic. Because when people can say something, I'm like, say something. I'm not saying anything wrong. I respect women like like no other. You've seen what I'm like. I mean, I, I yeah, yeah, but I I mean I, mean I can I can oppose anything that you say that I I mean, you know, like as a woman, I can Yeah, like I mean, you call me tomorrow, something happens to you, you know I'll be there. You know what I mean? I'd like to think I'd probably one of the first or second guys that you would call in London yeah. if shit went down, you know? But the problem is the people that chat shit and have these opinions, like talk of that open conversation, they're not men, in it, They're boys. And that's the problem. Mm. So well, I respect you as a woman. You respect me as a man. So we can comfortably speak about these discussions. But if I didn't respect you as a woman, if you didn't respect me as a man, this would be a very hard conversation to have. Yeah. I you mean, I, I mean? think yeah, we're very both comfortable in our roles with each other and with... But I, I, I don't know. It's a, com it's, it's very complicated. Like the role of women and men, and it's. I mean, that's what I've, the amount of podcasts I listen to at the moment that are, yeah. you know, some of them are quite, I suppose, jarring to what I believe. And it's, it's, it's good. But I think it is important to like talk. You know, like to have these conversations instead of saying like that's wrong, you're going to get cancelled. Yeah. Um, Do you think people like listen? You might not agree with my opinion or your opinion, whoever's listening to this, but like. There's opinions for a reason, isn't it? You don't have to agree with them, but like just listen to them yeah. and then put yourself... And that's why, that's this part, the idea of the podcast was like, let's have these conversations because, yeah. you know, you just write one thing on Instagram, it's taken up wrong. It's like, let's put some context behind it. Oh, fuck Instagram with that shit, man. People writing shit that they don't understand or know. They just like, majority of people that are actually like, when they chat shit about you or me or something, when they're commenting something, I'm like, you're just projecting how you feel about yourself. Yeah, no. I'm like, if you don't like me, please just don't That's follow. What don't listen. That's what it's just an opinion, isn't it? It's yeah. just a conversation. It's about gathering the people who not agree with you, but people who you know like yeah. hearing you talk and not being just one opinion all the time. And you know, it's it's easier. It's always easier especially as a woman, to just stay quiet. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, like a, a confident woman online, I've, and it is, it's a thing, it's an innate thing. Like I find it myself and I see confident woman online. Threat. It's a, it's threatening. You're I don't know why. Threat. Like the first thing you see, no, I mean, any confident woman I see and you're like, you know, you'd see her chatting confidently on your story and you're like, Ugh. and then I realise, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm self-aware to know that there's a thing in women that, and we've seen it like I've seen you, you'd you say something and like you get loads of love I'd say yeah. it and it's like oh she's she you loves know, herself or, I say know. this about every confident successful woman right you're a fucking threat to all your friends and everyone around you simple as that alright so when people complain oh women this oh, guys this oh, the men said this about me every time I see a, a like someone a personality or profile or something complaining about people trolling or whatever it is it's always women tearing them down like women are tearing each other down. I'm like, I, mean, I don't yeah, get it. I get so, you're always so surprised at how much I'm hate like, I was why getting. Why is Siobhan but... getting this shit for? I'm like, why is it that, like, you yeah, should be you uplifting should be getting... each other? <laughs> this is why, I'm sorry, but when it comes to guys, it's a lot more simple. Hey, what's your problem, bruv? Bang, bang. Okay, handshake hug. We dealt with it. Like, if not physically. <laughs> that just reminds me, I'm watching Peaky Blinders and it's so funny. They literally go from trying to kill each other to like yeah. being mates. At the next if not physical, it's verbal. Bang, and the problem's sorted. Mm. Do you yeah, know what I mean? it's a it's a complicated world out there. So they haven't shut me up yet. I'm just going to keep keep talking. It's a great um, podcast. I've definitely lost loads of followers from this. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> right, we will. We, yes, I know. I'm like, um, we will cut half of that. No, no. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I think that was a good conversation. We could, we could speak for hours. I know this hours. is what normally happens. We like, and we do, and that's why, like, we don't agree on everything, and we do have deep no, conversations. And I have to be like Darren and. You know, it's and we that's argued a, a lot. 
about yeah, the yeah, debates yeah, yeah, in yeah. Bali here and there. But like, that's the point of conversations. Like, if, and this is why you shouldn't shoot people down with opinions. You let them speak. You speak. Don't get offended by it. Because then it leaves more space to learn and open your mind up even more. Like, if you're debating with someone, you're literally, you're taking the route that you should to learn something. Yeah. If there's conflict, there's usually a lot of learning and growth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, I, d I definitely don't ever agree with everything you say. And, yeah. you know, by just by chatting, it doesn't mean... And that's the thing, like, I'd recommend books sometimes. I'm like, people are like, I can't believe you said you recommend. I'm like, just because yeah. I recommend it doesn't mean I agree yeah. with everything in it. I just think there's points to be listened to and make your own conclusion. Point. Why, um, fucking hell, mate. I've surprised right. myself. I'm so fucking wise. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to lie, I need to lie down after that. Um, but thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Oh, no, what? Congratulations. I'm very thank happy you. for you. Thank you, you. Uncle Darren. You're going to have to come to Dublin now. Yeah, we'll do for sure, for sure. Okay, thank you. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. Peace.